Hello and welcome to another Choose Love podcast. Thank you so much, everybody out there who is loving and supporting the movement. Today, I have a very special guest and her name is Tara Lechenberger. She is a school counselor from Washington Elementary in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And Tara is very, very special. All school counselors are very special. But Tara actually was one of the very, very first implementers of the Choose Love Enrichment Program. I think she was the first school counselor, maybe in the country, to have the courage to try this new program. And before we begin, I just want to give a shout out to school counselors. I have so much respect for you because you all do so much every single day. Your jobs are so different today than what they looked like 20 years ago. You have so much responsibility, so much is asked of you. And I think literally that you and educators have the most important job in the world, <laughs> seriously. And that because as parents, we ask you to help shape and mold our kids and help us with issues that arise. And there is no more important job. So I just wanna thank you right off the bat. Thank you, Tara, for joining us today. Well, I appreciate those kind words, I really do. And I'm sure that you've seen the change in your job over the years. You've been a school counselor for how long? This will be my 21st year. Okay. And what are the changes that you've seen over those 20 years? Um, especially in the last decade, I would say children come to my school from situations where there's more trauma, more poverty, more chaos. Home life seems to be so much harder for so many kids. And then on top of that, even kids who are not living in poverty do not have trauma that they've experienced. Technology is changing kids as well. They don't have a lot of time communicating with people face-to-face -face, um, and staying focused and staying still. So we have twofold, more kids from trauma, more kids from poverty, and then more kids who don't have those social skills that they had before because of the practice that they had in their everyday life. So my job is different for sure. It's very different. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Tara. And I think connection is so vitally important, of course. And sometimes the cause of a lot of pain and suffering, the lack thereof. And I do think technology is interesting because it can be a good thing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, JT can sit and play video games with his little cousins in different states. But also it can be something that gives us a false sense of connection. And when we feel like we're connecting with other people, but really it's not the same physically, mentally, and emotionally than actually sitting in the same room with somebody, looking them in the eye and having dialogue. That is just so vitally important and learning how to do that and yeah. understanding how to have healthy and meaningful relationships, how to manage our emotions when we disagree, how to be resilient. All of these skills and tools, of course, encapsulated in the Choose Love Enrichment Program and really why we're here today to talk about the importance of teaching kids these skills and tools and probably more so now than ever before. I agree. Yeah, and so I wanna ask you how you heard about the Choose Love movement. 
I was at school one day and our assistant superintendent, who's now our superintendent, came into the school and I can't remember if he gave me or my principal folder. Maybe David had brought it to him. I'm no, not sure. that's right. Actually, my dad and I met with John Colbert. Yeah. He brought the folder to me, said, you know, I think this is right up Tara's alley. So I looked at it and, you know, I think I emailed you and you said, can you talk on the phone? I called you. We spoke for about an hour and I was just sold immediately. I decided to just jump right in there the following year. I think that was maybe in the end of the school year. And then I decided the next year to go teaching the lessons to all of our students from all grades because I was so excited by what I heard from you. And at that point, the website was much smaller. You know, the information I had was much less than what I can get on the website today. So I was super excited and I just went from there. What did you find that was different from other programming and what Choose Love offers? For years, I'd been teaching classroom guidance and I had just taken resources from lots of different curriculums that I thought students needed the information or I liked the way it was presented. And in the Choose Love lessons, number one, I loved the language and I wanted our students at Washington to have this common language. I wanted the teachers to be using it and the administrators and the kids and the parents. And it offered me this common language on how to talk about the social emotional skills that we all need. And just the word love is so captivating. When you say choose love to a child or to a parent, they know what you're talking about. They know in their heart what that means. Now, when I go in and teach the lessons, you know, it means so much more than just being kind. But that common language was the first thing. And then, of course, your story was so incredible to me that you could have gone through what you went through and then came through the other side, making this huge difference. And that's what I want for myself. That's what I want for our kids. So those two things were really what got me super excited about the program in the beginning. Our program director is actually a former school counselor. I think she was a school counselor for over 15 years. And she actually also happens to be one of my childhood friends. That's neat. <laughs> it's so cool. And so she came on board very early on. She looked at what we were doing, kind of the framework, and she said, you know, as a school counselor, I had to pull from this and that and take tools and skills that I found all around me and kind of piece them together and develop something that I could go out to the kids and teach. And she said, this is going to be great because it's going to be all encompassing and in one place. It was her idea actually to align it with the American School Counselor Association mindsets and behaviors for student success because right. she said this will be probably one of the only programs that's aligned with the ASCIC standards for school counselors. Right. And actually we have, I think probably about a third of our users or our implementers are actually school counselors because in schools where there's not a comprehensive social and emotional learning or character education program, it falls on the school counselor to be the one that actually goes in and does teaching for all the kids. Mm -hmm. And so the fact of the matter is, and this is pretty crazy, I found out that less than 10% of schools have a comprehensive social and emotional learning program that's taught with fidelity, which means really embraced by all, taught throughout the classrooms and schools, and a part of the culture and climate of the school. 
And I know those numbers are growing, but we need to get those higher for sure. For sure. And I totally agree with that. And I think that I'm so lucky because this coming year, our district has decided that we need to do that as well. And we had a counselor task force all last year, and our focus was just what you're speaking about. And so this coming year, all of Fayetteville School District will be teaching the lessons from the top down. Then teachers are required to put 20 minutes a day towards teaching social emotional learning and choose love. So, so excited. It's like, I feel like I've been like this train and the wheels have been going really slow and I've been working really hard to get up this hill and all of a sudden it's going faster and faster. And I'm just so glad. I think it's going to make this huge difference to have everybody on board. Because like you've said, it hasn't always been that way. It's kind of always been an uphill battle to get SEL into the classroom and time to teach the children. And now I feel like our nation and our district and everybody is realizing that that's what's important, that you have to have these skills first if you want kids to be successful academically. I love that. And I love that, you know, it started out small with you at Washington Elementary, and then it has spread. And now the district has literally voted to bring Choose Love into the entire district. I'm so excited to see what that looks like. And what has it looked like in your school with your experience of having taught it now for a while, what are you seeing and how are you doing it? So I have, since the beginning, I would go every other week into every class. So basically twice a month, sometimes three times a month. And I would just teach the lessons. I had 30 minutes, so I had to teach the meat of the lessons. Like I couldn't do the Choose Love Journal. There were some things I couldn't do, I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. um, but I taught the lessons. On top of that, we tried to have the Choose Love movement be part of our culture. Like we had lots of bulletin boards with, you know, all the language, daily school announcements, talking about all the ingredients to choosing love, parent nights. We had awards and we had a group called the Random Act of Kindness group of kids doing things, compassion in action. Even though I only had 30 minutes every other week with these kids, I tried to kind of infuse it into the culture of the school, which I think made a big difference. And I had total support from my principal. That was key. And she really wanted to get on board. And so that was very helpful. It took a little while for teachers to, sometimes they, teachers always support what I do, but they're so busy. They're like, yeah, yeah, Tara, come in, do your stuff. It's great. But they weren't really listening and using it in their language. But now, three years in, they are. It's working. And the kids, when we started, I said, I'm going to be able to tell the difference when the kids that I started with, when they're in third grade. Well, this coming year, the kids that have had the Choose Love curriculum since kindergarten are going to be third graders. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking for, like, I feel like I'll see the most impact with those kids who've had these lessons over and over again, because that's what's important. Just like kids have to learn about property of matter over and over again until they get it, <laughs> these mm -hmm. skills are things that they have to learn over and over again before they understand it and then start to use it. I think that's a really good point, Tara, because you know this is called the Choose Love Enrichment Program, mm -hmm. but social and emotional intelligence is really not something that we bring into a classroom, teach, and then shelf. It's right. actually for all of us. It's not kid-centric. It's actually human-centric, yes. and it's something that we have to practice every day. 
for sure. It's a practice. And I use that word all the time with the kids. You know, I say we're practicing courage. Um, let's talk about what it looks like to practice courage. It turns it into a verb, you know, which is what word we want kids to be doing. We don't want them to just know what courage means. We want them to practice courage, do it. So I love that word, practice. Yeah, I love it too. And I was actually just speaking with prisoners and I gave like a little 30 minute presentation and one of them raised their hand and they said, you make choosing love look so easy, right? And I said, I love that you said that because you know, I'm standing up here and maybe for 30 minutes and you hear me talk and give my message and it's easy. It's not easy. No. It's not easy at all. No. You know what? It takes effort to choose love and it takes effort to be kind and to be happy, frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was explaining to him how I use the choose love formula, which is courage, plus gratitude, plus forgiveness, plus compassion and action equals choosing love. So those four character values, and that's what encompasses the entire program, really. All of the lessons are taught under those four units. And right. I said, I use that formula every single day of my life. And he was like, how? And I said, well, well, first off, before I got up to speak with you guys, I was in the back doing my brave pose. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I literally was because I was talking with one of the teachers in the back and she was saying, oh, I'm nervous. I want to start to sing for my choir, but you know, I'm nervous. And I said, well, look at what I'm doing right now. It's called a brave pose. And I said, you could do this too. And you could work on your courage. And then uh, I said, you know, I tick off gratitudes every single day, all day long. Right. I, and I tick off Oh, because it's a beautiful day and there's blue sky. Oh, because of the rain and it's, it's watering everything and we need water uh, because of a beautiful flower. And I said, when I'm having a really bad day, sometimes it's just my breath that I'm thankful for. But we know that that's the great mind shifter. You can't have an angry, negative, lower energy thought and a grateful thought at once. So I literally use gratitude all day long when I feel the negativity, sadness, or even anger creep in. And then of course, forgiveness. I use every day and I'm telling these boys that have had, you know, horrific starts in life and saying, you want to take your personal power back? Forgive, forgive, cut the cord that attached you to pain. And that's not easy either. And it may be something you have to do every single day. I was talking about, you know, when there's a holiday, when Jesse's birthday comes up, when I'm in the grocery store and I see a little six-year-old walking beside a parent, I got to forgive again. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's something you do all the time. And then I said, it takes courage for me to step outside of, you know, everything that I have going on and even my pain and suffering and loss to stand here in front of you and to share the message. And, and by doing this, I'm choosing love, but I've got to do it every single day. And it's a practice, but guess what? It is so worth it because it's in choosing love that you take your personal power back. You can thoughtfully respond to any situation, circumstance, or interaction with love, then you're in control. You're using your prefrontal cortex. We know that in our neuroscience piece from our human brain where logic and reasoning reside. We always want to be working from our prefrontal cortex. So anyway, so you said that it's working. What have you seen that's been working and what have the outcomes been of all of your efforts, Tara? 
So when I knew that I was going to talk with you, I was thinking about that question because that always comes up. We live in a world where people want data and they want outcomes. And what I've noticed is that children know I have planted the seed of what to do when they come into these difficult situations. They know what to do. Do they always use them? Just like you said, sometimes it's hard and, you know, you, you want to be choosing love, but, you know, you don't. Um, but Same with us adults, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so they know what to do. Sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. But afterwards they go, oh, I should have. <laughs> but they know what they need to do to feel good. That's how I say it too. Like when we were having logical issues earlier this morning, <laughs> setting up this podcast, I wasn't choosing love. But when you don't, it doesn't feel good and you know what you have to do to make that change. Right, and that's the thing I think that's resonated with the children is that because every lesson I tell them that, you know, you can choose the easy way and when someone makes you mad, just push them down or call them a name. Or you can choose the way that takes a lot more effort, but in the long run, the benefits will be amazing. And the kids know that. They know that if they're gonna choose love, it's gonna take effort, but they know that if they make that effort, in the long run, they'll have more friends. Their parents will, their families will get along better with each other. They'll do better in school. They know that and I teach that over and over again. And I have seen kids use those skills, ask for forgiveness when they're in an argument with their friend. I've seen them take brave breaths when they're taking their maths test because they get to a really hard math problem. I've seen parents have come to me and told me that they're, you know, their their kids are teaching them, you know, mom, you're mad, take a brave breath. So I know that it's working. And even I've got this one little child, she's going to be a fourth grader and she struggles quite a bit. And if someone were to look in, they'd be saying, boy, she needs some choose love lessons. I can't see that she's using any of those skills if they were watching her from the outside. Mm -hmm. But on at least a weekly basis, she brings me these pictures that she's spent a long time, just pencil and lined paper, lots of hearts, lots of words. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to be brave. You know, mm. really intricate, beautiful pictures that she's created. So to me, that means that it's in her heart. She's listening to these lessons. She's hearing them. She's wanting so bad to practice these things, but it's hard for her. She comes from terrible background of trauma and poverty. But to me, those pictures she brings me at least once a week say that she's learning and she might be 20 years old before she can actually, you know, use them. And and everybody will be able to tell, but I do, even for kids who don't look like they're gaining the skills, I really think it's working. It's been absolutely incredible to me, the stories that I've heard from across the country with kids really suffering and how this program, and even specifically Jesse's story, Mm -hmm. has been able to make an emotional connection with them mm -hmm. unlike anything else and you know we have the bands with the formula for choosing love yes. and these kids will wear them year after year mm -hmm. and they say that it reminds them that they can choose love they can have the courage that Jesse showed and that's one of the powerful things that sets this program apart I think this yeah. this ability to make that connection with those kids 
And I love those bracelets. I want one. I'm going to try to get one for every child because like you said, just a reminder. I need reminders. Just, you know, look down at your wrist. What do you need to do? So I love those little rubber bracelets. Yes. Actually, I'm going to see you next week at the University of Arkansas when we're doing our Choose Love conference. Yes. And I will bring you some bands. Awesome. Great. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to thank you for your courageous leadership in this Choose Love movement. And thank you for sharing your journey with us in the Choose Love movement. Is there any final thought that you want to relay to the audience? I'm just so thankful that Dr. Colbert handed me that folder because <laughs> uh, it's really, it's changed my school. It's changed my life. It's, I use it all the time. J just like you said, I'm constantly, like I have to backtrack and go, okay, you know, practice gratitude. So it's changed my life and I feel like it's changing the world. And I'm just so thankful that I got that little folder. <laughs> Well, I'm so thankful for you because we can bring this to the world, but it takes really Choose Love champions that will literally take it and do the work, have the courage to go out and, and take the lessons and teach them. So thank you so, so much. You know that it's working when the whole district adopts it. And that is really amazing. I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited. You're very special to the movement, Tara. You've been choosing love since the very beginning, and I really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tara, for joining us today. And thank you, Choose Love audience. We will come back again with another podcast soon. And thank you so much for choosing love, being part of the solution, and helping us create a safer, more peaceful and loving world. Thanks for choosing love. It's all part of us. We can all choose love. It'll lift you up if you let